I was invited to participate in a preserved Mandarin fish cooking competition. What makes me unique? What makes me special? You know, what can I do that's different, that's interesting? And it, I just had this amazing idea to to take the chou guiyu, the preserved Mandarin fish, and and make a pizza with it. If Zhou in the Xiao Shitang wasn't here, and if we weren't posting videos all the time and getting a pretty good following, I'm afraid that Nanxinan wouldn't look how it looks today, and it wouldn't be the success story that it is today. It's proof that if you want to successfully do any kind of countryside revitalization, that you cannot overlook this online presence. I think that's important. Uh, that we should all try to be global citizens. That we should all be open-minded to different people and different cultures and yes. different cuisines, yes. different languages and different customs. Right, and that we should actively sit down and meet with people who come from different backgrounds and different beliefs, and take the time to talk and communicate. And share food. That's you know kind of what Zhou Nixiao Shitang also is a representation of.、Yeah. Is just how cultures can clash and how cultures can come together and become one. The Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Well, the fermented Mandarin fish pizza in front of us looks really enticing, but first thing is first. Welcome to the Chat Lounge. I'm Tzu Yun. In this episode of our special series, "My Expat Life in Rural China," we meet American Adrian Brill and his Chinese wife, Chiu Tong, who opened a pizzeria a few months ago in a small village in East China's Anhui Province. There are also rising food influencers with hundreds of thousands of、uh, followers on social media. It's really nice to have you both on、uh, on the show, Chiu Tong and Adrian. Thanks for having us. Actually, we're now sitting on the back terrace of、uh, of their pizzeria, La Pizza Adrian, in Nanxinan Village. Co-hosting the show with me today is my colleague Guoyan. Thank you, Guoyan, for joining the chat. Thank you so much for inviting me. And thanks again to Chiu Tong and Adrian for accommodating us. So, first of all, Adrian, give us a brief introduction of yourself. What brought you to China in the first place? Was it because of Chiu Tong? <laughs> Um, what brought me to China was the desire to learn Chinese. Actually,、mm. um, from a very young age,、um, I became interested in China and Chinese, the culture and the language. And so, actually, the first time I came to China was in 2006 when I was in high school,、um, and I had a wonderful experience. And I really fell in love with the people and the culture, and the country in general.、Um, and so, I made it my goal that after I graduated from high school, to find some way to come back to、mm. China. I knew I wanted to come back. And so I ended up coming back when I was 18 years old in 2009,、um, and I volunteered at a kindergarten、uh, for a year first, teaching English. And of course,、uh, I continued to fall in love with the country and the people. And so I decided that I didn't want to leave, and so I ended up staying.、Um, and I studied Chinese at Sichuan University. Nice. And so it was in my time studying at、uh, at Sichuan University that I met、uh, Chiu Tong. That's brilliant. Adrian, you've been good at so many things. I remember you play guitar, you play piano, and、uh, you are trilingual. You、uh, speak Chinese, 
English and French. Why did you decide to spend so much of your time making pizza and German as well? To, really? Right. Oh no. Like... <laughs> no, let's just keep it the bilingual. <laughs> let's just say.、Um, so you asked why I I make pizza.、Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know.、Uh, yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Simply、Seriously. because it's delicious, I suppose.、Mm-hmm. Um, I really love pizza, and pizza is something that it does require a lot of skill actually to make.、Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been kind of a a challenge that I've put myself up to over the past few years, trying to perfect the pizza.、Um, and now I feel like I'm getting closer. <laughs> Yeah. But why not hamburger? You're American. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,、uh, why not hamburger? Because hamburgers are simple. <laughs> hamburgers、mm-hmm. are are also delicious. I love hamburgers.、Um, I mean, it's it's kind of I don't really know. I I love pizza, and a couple months ago, I really really got into it.、Um, you know, I I invested in some equipment and I went out and、uh, participated in several like little street fairs, and I, I sold my pizza, and you know had a pretty good reaction. With the with the people who were who were eating it, they thought it was really good.、Um, and even before that, when I would make pizza at home for my friends or whatever, they said, "Wow, your pizza is really good! Like you could totally sell this."、Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of how I I started selling pizza, just because friends and family thought it was really good, and they、mm-hmm. said you should totally do this. And so I did it. it <laughs> is stinky it. stinky、yeah. Mandarin fish pizza、uh, the most popular with your clients so far?、Um, the the this uh, yeah chou guiyu this.、Uh, Preserved Mandarin fish is really popular with tourists. Right. So, like, you know, we're in a tourist tourist destination here in Nanshan, and over the holidays, when there's a a large amount of tourists here, the Chogueyu pizza sells really, really well.、Mm. Um, but as for the locals, I feel like when locals come to Zhongnan Xiaoshitang La Pizza Nadrian to get pizza, they don't really want to eat the local cuisine or the local flavor. They're more interested in trying. Something more authentic,、mm. and so they often get more authentic flavors. But this is your signature pizza.、Uh, yeah, this is kind of our signature special pizza.、Mm-hmm. It's、uh, our first kind of creative pizza where we mix local cuisine with、uh, Western cuisine.、Mm. There, there's a story behind this pizza, right? How you created this whole thing? Yeah. So how I created this whole thing is also when I first started doing my TikTok.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was a food vlogger, and I was invited. To participate in a preserved Mandarin fish cooking competition,、mm. um, and so I was really surprised and、uh, nervous, and I didn't really know what I, how I should even participate in this、uh, competition because you know I'm not a professional Hui chef.、Um, obviously, I can't actually compete, right?、Mm. So I just thought, you know, what what makes me unique? What makes me special?、Um, you know, what can I do that's different, that's interesting, and. It, I just had this amazing idea to to take the chou guiyu, the the preserved Mandarin fish, and and make a pizza with it because it's actually not such a crazy idea.、Right. In the West, we have lots of preserved or salted fish、uh, like anchovies or whatever, and you can and you know they're commonly put on pizzas.、Mm. Yeah. I understand you've learned、um, how to cook Chinese cuisines from your、uh, father-in-law, Chou Tong's father. Is it?、Um, from her grandma, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So her grandma is a master. Home cook, right. right? She makes the best home cooked meals and uses all local ingredients. You know things that she even grew herself, things that she preserved herself, things that she dried herself from animals that she raised herself. And so it's it's just the best ingredients that you could possibly have,、um, and then cooked in a really traditional, really loving way.、Um, and so, you know, from the beginning, I kind of expressed my interest 
in local cuisine and in cooking in general. And uh, her grandma and I kind of hit it off a little bit, like talk, uh. talking about the food and the cooking. And like whenever we would go over for dinner, if there was something that wasn't finished, she'd be like, oh, Joel, and finish it. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, I got to finish it. Right. And so I would always eat way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we would chat and I would ask her how she makes some things. And then and then when we started making videos, we thought it would be fun if we could kind of work together and make a few videos together where she would teach me some of her tricks. Yeah, that's what yeah. a grandma would uh, do. Yeah. Well, speaking of videos mm. and TikTok, I know you have uh, over 100,000 followers on Douyin, yeah. or the Chinese version of TikTok. Yeah. Uh, what's your perspective, Rose, in, in the operation of the pizzeria and Douyin or TikTok? So the, like the yeah. relationship between Douyin yeah. and, and our shop. Did Cho Dong come up with the idea? Of uh, like shooting short videos and um, upload it on onto Douyin uh, or TikTok. It was actually not my idea. Really? I mean, it was actually your idea. Well, it's his idea, but <laughs> the operation of this social media, the, the beginning is in your hands. The beginning was wasn't me. It was uh-huh. only Adrian. And but the daily operations, I mean. Yeah. So the daily operation is definitely her now. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning when I started the Douyin, it was just me at home cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then now that we have this pizzeria. She is the one who's responsible for, I mean, the the filming. I mean, even just the preparation of the idea of like, what is this video going to be about, right? Because mm-hmm. that's Jojo's major, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, media. Mm. You majored communication and media mm-hmm. in university, right? Yes. So yeah. t- tell us, like, what you do when you when you prepare for the production of a video, like what you're responsible for. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, at the beginning, I didn't I didn't really. Um, how to say it? Um, not very confident about this account mm-hmm. until we have this restaurant. I mm-hmm. feel more responsible. Um, I think we should, you know, this restaurant in this little village. Nobody would come because <laughs> <laughs> this is so far, and like right. we have to use social media. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I have to do something. Mm-hmm. I have to make some stories. Mm-hmm. And actually, when we got here. The village is. I just feel like it's so give me that peaceful um, the tranquility here. Yeah, and the villagers they're just so cute, and I just feel like we we can you know make kind of like a great relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So that's the basic. Right, that's the foundation of yeah, like the, the stories that we make here. Yeah, you guys kind of build a strong bond with these local residents and villagers. Yes. I could tell that for the. Past a couple of days, I talked with a lot of villagers, and everybody knew there is a restaurant called Zhuo Wen's Little Restaurant or Zhuo mm-hmm. Wen's Little Restaurant. Everybody knows Zhuo Wen. Yeah,、I'm... you're a celebrity here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when talking about the location of this village, I understand you had several location choices before choosing a Nanxinan village for your pizzeria. What led to that decision?、Uh, I mean, that's to... interesting that you say that. Yeah, actually, last year. I had spent some time in another village in northern part of Huangshan, which is actually a wonderful place、uh, called Tangjiazhuang,、um, and I had considered kind of doing something similar to this over there, also participating in the、uh, countryside beautification project.、Mm. Um, but in the end, I ended up not doing it there for the sole reason of the distance. It's like a two-hour drive. From here、oh, into Wenxi,、right? and you know I work、mm-hmm. at the university, and so it wasn't really feasible.、Mm. Um, and then when we came across Nanxinan, and we heard that there was this project here, we were 
really excited. Um, and uh, actually, we were invited to come here. And even in Nanshinan, we looked around and we saw several different houses uh, that were potentially available. But it wasn't until this one was available that we actually made the final decision. Mm. And uh, I think it was a, a good decision. Mm. Yeah. And, and this village is a, a over a thousand year old, right? Yeah, so that's a, it's an ancient village and there mm. are still some relatively decrepit ancient buildings left mm -hmm. in the village center. Um, and I actually walked by the other day, I see they're doing some some uh, refurbishing, some reconstruction mm -hmm. to kind of uh, maybe open it up to the public as a tourist destination mm -hmm. of some kind, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it is an ancient village with an ancient history. And now it also has a kind of a new mm -hmm. modern face right, to it. And yeah. Some new touch to the, the uniqueness, if you will of right. this village mm -hmm. and uh, also villagers here produce a lot of the soy products um, have you integrated those products into your pizza yeah uh yeah we have actually um so Nanshinan is a very large tofu village. production mm -hmm. village right. they produce most of the tofu for Tunxi, the mm -hmm. city down the way a little bit and they make really good tofu obviously um, and so for our pizza actually we've made two different pizzas that use the local tofu two different kinds one is the like the preserved bean curd the preserved tofu um, which is really salty and spicy mm -hmm. and it has kind of a preserved flavor <laughs> you know a little bit stinky um it's and, the smell of being fermented it's not just um not really that stinky like mm -hmm. a durian or something like that no it's not it doesn't smell bad but mm -hmm. it has a, a potent touch right, right. uh and then the other pizza we have is the mal tofu, which is the hairy tofu, mm -hmm. which is a unique specialty to Huangshan, to Huizhou. And so we made a pizza with the, with the hairy tofu, right. which is also really good. It smells stinky, but tastes great. Yeah, there's a lot of food like that. And, you know, it smells not so appealing, but it, it tastes delicious. So. Quite Chinese. Yeah, quite Chinese. Uh, just now, Chiu Tong talked about the operation of your social media account. I can absolutely relate to that because I've been running a Facebook account on my own for almost a year. I understand that there's a time, especially at the first couple of months, of this operation when you keep posting every day and making a lot of videos but there were no people watching them <laughs> how did you feel back then <laughs> <laughs> it's actually you have to be honest with this question <laughs> yeah oh obviously we feel like very disappointed if the i spent like hours days to make that video and nobody mm -hmm. Watched it. Watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Felt a little bit frustrated in the yeah. very beginning. Totally. Yeah. And even even today, still, like not every video or mm -hmm. set of photos gets you mm -hmm. know good promotion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some blow up, but you know most don't, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And so um, we, we were kind of lucky. The yeah, first one, we, we were really lucky. Got very very. Mm -hmm. But I think you know it's yeah. based on the the story that we that we made. I mean, I think what we're doing here is is something that interests people mm. like the fact that i'm here in the countryside opening this pizza shop and i'm making relationships with the locals uh you know learning about the local mm. specialties like I, I think it's a pretty interesting story and and from the reaction that we get online it seems that a lot of other people think it's interesting as well so yeah, yeah. and there's a turning point of your business i mean how did you find your selling point the selling point that you, you know that, okay, <laughs> if I make hamburger, it doesn't work. But if I make pizza, that it will be re well received. 
I think hamburgers would be well received too. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's this oven. This yeah. oven just like right. That's that's the, the thing. village. Being mm-hmm. persistent is very important, right? Being persistent, definitely. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, like she said, our oven is what really makes our place special. Yeah. You know, we have a wood-fired, traditional, mm-hmm. like Italian-style mm-hmm. pizza mm-hmm. oven, which is really quite unique. Quite novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite novel. People uh, don't really know what it is. They mm-hmm. don't know how it works. They've never seen it before. And so I think that's been kind of an important key to like what attracts people mm. to this place and mm-hmm. kind of what makes us different mm-hmm. from everybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, since when did you start to realize that everybody begins to know Duowen's restaurant? You've been like quite famous in this town. Yeah. <laughs> For quite like well. a superstar. <laughs> no. he, last night when I um, ate something at the entrance of his restaurant and I saw some passersby, maybe travelers and villagers, when they passed by this restaurant, they would point it at this gate and say, Oh, look, that's Zhuo Wen's little restaurant. Everybody knows him. Everybody knows this restaurant. Since when did you start to realize that? <laughs> um, it's not like a certain time. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, it's been a year, I feel like. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. Since the... I mean, with the pizza, the it's like pretty much very quickly after we opened because mm-hmm. we kind of had this explosive opening where, mm-hmm. you know, we had videos that got really good really good reactions lots of people were watching them and tons of people coming here mm-hmm. and so it was, it was kind of overnight that kind of everybody in Huangshan almost like knew about Zhou the Xiao Shitang I think it's because of the the first video we posted right mm-hmm. yeah well, what changes did this overnight fame bring to your life and this village <laughs> <laughs> uh, any changes to our life no right but hard really? work pays off <laughs> um Any changes? Not really. Not really. Not really. I mean, What like changes? she said, I, I've always kind of. I mean, first of all, I'm. I stand out from the crowd mm-hmm. here in Huangshan. Like mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of white people here. Then I've been doing my social media for two years now, and and you know people do. Some people see the videos, and like oftentimes when I go out, they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're Dolan, right?" Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I saw your video about this or that or whatever." And so that's been happening for already a year or two. But then once we opened this pizza shop, it kind of it kind of doubled or tripled that everybody mm-hmm. knew about this pizza shop. Um, and yeah, that was because of the first video that we made where we said, I'm opening a pizza shop in the Chinese countryside, right? Uh, it, you know, yeah, it, it blew up, right? And so uh, yeah, the changes that it had for point. us, I mean, I don't know, no, nothing really. We're just, uh, I mean, we just do what we need to do, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do the work that we... At least you make yeah. like wonderful pizza. Yeah. <laughs> you used to, mm-hmm. you used to have this skill. Right. Yeah. You made and a lot of friends here. Yeah, yeah make a oh, lot yeah. of friends. That's true. Yes, that's true. And you work like every almost seven days a week? I work seven days a week. 24 seven. Very yeah. hard work. But have you been, you know, during your daily operation of this pizza restaurant, mm-hmm. have you been in a situation where you disagree with each other? Like, um, who has the final say? Yeah. Who caused the shots? Do we ever disagree with each other? No. <laughs> Perfect. So harmonious. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, how we, that's how yeah. we treat each other. We, we respect mm. each other like most of the time. I mean, obviously, there's like some disagreement. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I guess it's Chiu Tung who caused the shots. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> that's a common phenomenon in China. <laughs> She definitely gets the last word. <laughs> It has to be like that. Right. It's because you love me and respect me. Oh, yeah. that's so that's sweet. Do you remember like a, the biggest fight you ever had? Too many. 
<laughs> about what? About operating? It. Yeah, operating. Uh. Um, no, no, we we work very well together. From the first time when we moved to Huangshan, we started running a business together. Mm-hmm. We used to run a like an English training school. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been working together for a long time. A long, long, long right? time. Right. Not only working on our relationship, but also working as business owners or whatever. Different roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're listening to the Chat Lounge. When we come back, how have Adrian and his wife Chou Tong made their village pizzeria a must-go restaurant for many food lovers in country? They will also talk about what to learn from Jingdezhen, the town renowned for its porcelain since the Song Dynasty over a thousand years ago, in terms of floral revitalization. Stay with us. From the first day I was here, I just loved China. Why China instead of other countries? That's the essence of China. Why the village instead of the city? When we talk about Shangsun Jianxin, you know, rural revitalization. As China's rural revitalization continues, we talk to expats to find out their reasons for choosing to live in the country's villages for years or even decades. Everyone knew and everyone cared about. See around them, people investing in that. They also share their experiences and views on the development and reconstruction of the countryside over the years. The village became much cleaner. So that was the best thing because all the families got back together. Learn more about what's going on in China's vast rural areas through my expat life in rural China here on Chat Lounge. Welcome back. You're listening to the Chat Lounge. We are talking to American Adrian Brill and his Chinese wife Chiu Tong about their experiences of helping revitalize a thousand-year-old Chinese village with pizza. Then let's talk a little bit about your、um, business operation. How has your business been faring、uh, since opening months ago? It's become, you know, the must-try restaurant in the village, and I learned that people from Chongqing even traveled thousands of miles、uh, just for. A bite of your signature、uh, pizza. Yeah, I mean it has been. Especially, I mean we started during summer vacation, right? Right. And so during the holidays, yeah, every day was busy, and、Very、we had just、busy. opened, and so, you know, there were everybody in the city, and then even around the country because they've seen our videos,、mm. really wanted to come and check it out. And now, I mean, it's mid-November now.、Uh, the weather's getting, getting colder.、Cold. Last week was raining. But basically now, since the semester has started and people are back to work, it's stabilized.、Mm. Basically, the weekends are busy、um, because you know we're a little tourist town. That on the weekends people want to go out and have a good time, enjoy the countryside, enjoy the sunshine,、yeah. um, and so they'll come here. But during the week, business is pretty slow. Right. Right.、Um, you know, people are working. They don't have time to、mm-hmm. come to Nanjinan and、yeah. enjoy the sunshine. It also gives you some break. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. It gives us a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We enjoy this kind of like. Yeah, it's actually more what we wanted、situation. from the beginning.、Mm, like、yeah. we came to Nanjing and opened this pizza shop not because we wanted to make a bunch of money. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do business, you don't do business here. Sure. Right. We came here because we enjoy this environment,、mm-hmm. um, and we enjoy the peace、mm-hmm. and quiet of of the countryside. The mountains. But then the at、river. the same time, right? The mountains, the river. But then at the same time, we're close to the city. We're close to our home, so everything's convenient. It's like the、mm-hmm. best of both worlds. There's、yeah. no traffic jam and no parking fees. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. No traffic jam,、yeah. no parking fees. Well,、uh, Adrian, you're kind of mo- have multiple roles:、mm. a teacher at the local school, an owner of a pizza restaurant, and also a rural ambassador. Tell us about this. Rural ambassador. Well, wait. Let's first say、it. I'm a teacher、uh-huh. at the university here.、Uh-huh. She is the owner of a restaurant. 
<laughs> see, <laughs> right. see who has the battle today. <laughs> Gotta straighten uh-huh. that up at first. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am and the per- I'm her personal assistant. <laughs> oh, and a cook. Yeah. And uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't um, your boss give you any? My you boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instructions or orders. Well, yeah. I mean, so she's the boss of of the restaurant, and she definitely. Gives me instructions and oh. orders on what I need to do in <laughs> like the restaurant, <laughs> like make better pizza. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you both mentioned that you didn't expect too much from this uh, pizzeria, but have you met any challenges when operating it, big or small? Boss Chiu. <laughs> uh, oh oh my God! Any challenges? Um. Now it's it's like a challenge, no? Like, I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge. We. Just in general, this is—we've never opened a restaurant before, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. So it has been much a steep learning curve, right? Mm. We have no experience with uh, the restaurant business, mm. the management, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. so that's been a challenge. What else? We're here in the countryside, which is already a challenge if you want to do business. And so she kind of spends a lot of her time thinking on how are we going to get more. Likes on our videos, like what yeah. story can we do that's appealing to people? How can we get people, you know, more people to know about us and to come here, right? Mm-hmm. And so she feels a lot of pressure there, and which is kind of the pressure that I don't really have, like, because it's kind of all on her. Right? <laughs> Then what about the villagers? Uh, we, we saw, you know, some of them would just walk in randomly. Would, would that interrupt your business? Oh no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the beginning, I, it was kind of. Uh, I mean, we weren't really sure how we were supposed to deal with that, like mm. you know. But the way I feel is that you know, this is their home. Like I, I'm here doing this, but but I can't. You know, it, it's it's an open place. It's 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 a public place. Mm. Like anybody can come in, technically. Um, and yeah, so no, we're very friendly with the locals. Yeah. Um, yeah, we saw that. And very patient with you know any kind of you know <laughs> behavior that might seem odd in a city, mm-hmm. but which is actually quite normal. In the countryside, but in general, like we have really good relationships with our neighbors. Um, yeah. Yes. Do, uh, do you interact with them a lot? Yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my neighbor across the street. You know, we say hi every morning, and uh, he helps me with anything that that we need. Um, and there's this little boy who comes here every day. He's come since the very, very beginning, and we're really close with mm-hmm. his uh, with his family, with his mm-hmm. grandma and his grandma's sister. And they they actually both work here, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we've become very close. I feel like uh, we're kind of creating a kind of a new kind of little family. Ah, everybody mm-hmm. treats nice. everybody really lovingly. Do you buy some uh, products of, from local farmers or? Yes. Yeah. Like we buy rice, oil, like like from Lao, like the cross. Uh, They have a little shop, and uh, sometimes we buy some veggies. Yeah, mm-hmm. we buy a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Or It's even not... the the grandmas, they just bring veggies that they grow themselves mm. from their house. Mm-hmm. And you know she cooks up a nice meal for everybody. You know my salted mandarin fish comes from the shop across mm-hmm. the way. I saw you buy some tofu, sliced tofu the other day. Oh, tofu gan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, tofu gan. Oh, dry tofu. Dry tofu. Dry tofu. Dry tofu. Yeah. Well, Adrian, being in China for fourteen years, you must have noticed the transformation of the vast rural areas in China. So, what do you appreciate most about the countries? Rural revitalization drive. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about rural revitalization. revitalization. Since you are a rural ambassador, uh, what do I appreciate the most? Mm, what's your no, perspective? First, yeah, tell us your first response to to that. Um, uh, being appointed as a rural ambassador first. Well, so 
yeah, over the past year or so, when I've gone to many different villages in the mm -hmm. countryside here, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, new economic development in these little villages. Mostly, I mean, here we're a tourist city, right? And so everything's kind of based on tourism. Most of what you see is little like uh, boutique hotels and things like that. But you can see a transformation in these villages themselves from just a, a simple village with absolutely no economy whatsoever mm. and people just kind of, you know, getting on, right? They, they, they grow what they need and they, they, they can survive, but there's not a lot of opportunity available to them. True. Um, and so now with the uh, stimulation of these tiny local economies through, you know, the rural revitalization projects, I think you can see an improvement. And, you know, one thing that's really obvious to see is just the general environment mm -hmm. uh, has been improved. Like it's, it's cleaner, you know, there's more basic infrastructure, mm -hmm. things like that, that mm -hmm. are pretty basic things that didn't exist before that definitely are better now. That when, when local people tell you that, um, Adrian, would you please be our ambassador, rural ambassador for us? What's your first response? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Great. Wonderful. I think it's, like I said, it's a, it's a unique opportunity for me personally as mm -hmm. well. Like it's a learning experience for me as well. So it's kind of like a win-win, I suppose. Did you lay out uh, what you need to do as a rural ambassador when you got this information? Or? Well, when, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, they asked me to, you know, to go to this village and kind of, you know, maybe film something or, um, or, or promote it in some way. You know, I first ask, you know, what, what's happening in this village. I need to understand, you know, the general premise and uh, make sure I'm, mm. you know, that I can actually do the job mm. or at least, you know, that I, <laughs> that I can actually do something, right? You don't want me to go to this village and for me to not be useful in any way, right? Mm -hmm. But so, you, you, you are a rural ambassador already doing what you're doing right now. Okay? Right. And so that's kind of how I see it too, because it's not really an official title. Mm -hmm. um, but what we do here with Zhou and the Shaoshutang in Nanxinan, I think, is, is a part of that, mm -hmm. right? We definitely promote this village, you know, every day uh, with the pizza, with uh, our videos. You know, we bring different cultures, different cuisines together. Right, and we and we promote it on online, and so I think you know what we represent here is really meaningful and significant because we represent you know the immersion and the, the coming together of people of cultures, um, and you know because we are here and we we kind of see the village from a different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and and we kind of give a new like a, a new light, a mm. new side to this village. Um, that, uh, you know, we get attention and then the village also gets mm -hmm. more attention. So you guys don't think it's a burden, this new role for Adrian? Yeah, maybe Cho Chong, are you concerned that um, being a rural ambassador may distract Adrian from um, your business? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, actually, this little shop is like closely like linked to the village. We get inspiration from the locals, from the village every day. We get like local ingredients to make pizzas, like mm -hmm. the pumpkin pizza and the mao tofu pizza. And you know, I think we should be like proud of this, mm -hmm. like being like a rural ambassador, right? Right, mm -hmm. it's definitely yeah. something to be proud of and... Uh, 
And actually, we should be more responsible. Yeah, yeah. that's what we mean. It comes with a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, and, and Adrian has been juggling so many roles. <laughs> I, I can envision someday they grant you a formal certificate, if you will, with this rural ambassador. The characters on it. At that time, you would feel it more. Suits you. <laughs> <laughs> identify. Right. My identity. Identity. A brand new identity. It does suit me. <laughs> and. Talk a little bit more about、uh, the phenomenon of internet influencers.、Here. Well, many internet influencers in, have been emerging on Chinese social media,、uh, like Adrian. They want to gain a huge following.、Um, to what extent do you think these groups of people may help with the cause of rural revitalization? Influencers like you.、Mm, well, I mean, if you don't have an online presence today, it's hard to get any kind of Publicity and with rural revitalization, we are focusing a lot on the stimulation of the local economy, right?、Mm-hmm. And so, you, if you don't have any kind of publicity, people don't know about you. Then it'll be difficult for people to go there and spend money, right,、mm-hmm. and stimulate the economy. So,、uh, yeah, online, an online presence is is extremely important, and、mm-hmm. you know we are proof of that because、mm-hmm. here in Nanxinan, if Zhuolong Xiao Shitang wasn't here. And if we weren't posting videos all the time and getting a pretty good following,、mm. I'm afraid that Nanxinan wouldn't look how it looks today. That's、right? true. And it wouldn't be the success story、mm. that it is today. And so I think it's it's proof that、mm. if you want to successfully do any kind of countryside revitalization, that、mm. you cannot overlook this online. Presence,、mm. right. but on the other side, there is always two sides、mm. um, mm. to one thing.、Mm. You said you look forward to a quiet life in villages,、mm. but as you become、um, increasingly renowned in this、mm. place or even across the country, are you concerned that、um, your peaceful life may be, you know, will be at the cost, right? It, interrupted, or、yes. that's what you've been chasing <laughs> for originally, right? Gotta find the balance. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta find the balance. If there's like nobody come, no business, I don't think we、we'll、feel like <laughs>、mm. happy or like we wanna make the life more balanced. Sometimes making money、mm-hmm. and try to find some peaceful, peaceful time. time. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And so that's a challenge, actually. Yeah, right. That's a challenge. So I mean, totally. I think we have, like, because from our original idea of this shop, obviously we didn't come here to to do real business. Really, we came here because we like it. It's、mm. really simple. We like it, and、uh, you know, we make videos and just for fun. Yeah, just for fun, and it's a good theme for us to make videos because actually, what we did before, we weren't business owners, we weren't restaurant owners, we were content creators,、mm. and so we thought this would be a great place to create content, and it is、mm. a great place to create content. And then the result of creating this content that people really like is that we get a lot of business, <laughs> right? Right. And so that was kind of something that we didn't expect. Right.、Um, But it's good because at the beginning, you know, we had really good business, and we were like, "Wow, we can do this. We can really successfully open a restaurant,、mm-hmm. and、uh, we can make,、uh, you know, a, a profit of some kind."、Uh, and now the winter's coming along, and things、mm-hmm. are dying down a little bit, and we're finding more peace, more time to relax,、mm-hmm. um, and、mm-hmm. we're thinking about, okay, well, so what's next? Like,、yeah. what do we do now? Like,、mm-hmm. now that we have this extra time, we kind of stabilize the restaurant. Like,、uh, you know, where do we go from here?、Mm-hmm. And so it actually gives us time. 
to slow down to think think about it mm -hmm. and, and try to figure that out mm. Mm. you you probably didn't um aim for what, what you've got right now or aim to be part of the country's um revitalization, revitalization campaign but in the end or eventually you've become part of it right right so a little bit more about this um campaign or drive in this country adrian you also teach english at a local at huangshan university yeah right and though what percentage of them or of your students want to work in rural China? Have you according like, to your... discussed it? I mean, that's interesting you asked that question um, because actually I've noticed a change in my students over the past few years. Um, you know, several years ago, obviously we talk about their futures, like right. what they want and what they wish for, what they dream of, where they see themselves in five years and 10 years, etc. Um, and several years ago, most of my students would say, oh, well, you know, I need to go to Hangzhou or Shanghai. I need to, uh, you know, find more find economically it, uh, developed right, areas. Right, go to more economically developed areas where all of the resources are, where all the opportunities are, um, and that's just something that they thought was their obvious next step. Um, and recently, in the past year or two, more of my students, in fact, I think most of my students now, when they when I ask them the same question, very few say I want to go to Hangzhou or Shanghai or whatever. Oh. They say I want to go back to my hometown. And I think there's more than just you know, countryside revitalization that plays a part in this. Like, uh, I mean, pressure, societal pressure is really high. Um, you know, there's a lot of, it's it's difficult to land a good job in mm -hmm. the big cities, etc. So there, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. that these students have. But I think they also see that there's kind of a shift in focus and a shift in, in resources that's uh, leaving the city and going back to their hometowns. And I'm sure they can mm -hmm. see that, you know, there's more investment in their hometowns. And so... You know, as university graduates, they say, well, I, there is a chance for me to find a job in my hometown. Mm. All right. And I think, you know, as for rural places or, or the countryside, I don't think they're, they're there quite yet. Mm. Um, because they're English majors. Most of them are probably going to be English mm. teachers. Right. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they have to be in a place where there's a school. Mm. Right? That's true. Um, yeah. But, you know, they do see a change in what's happening nationally, where there's kind of a shift in resources mm. from not only the big cities, but now in the smaller cities. Did you count how many of them? <laughs> well, it's definitely the majority now. The, the majority, majority of my students don't want to that. go to Hangzhou or Shanghai. That's also because of yeah. the pandemic, I think. Oh, the yeah. pandemic? No, Yesterday, so. your friend Xiao Yan told me that she, she doesn't want to be an office lady. The headquarters of her company is in Shanghai, but she prefers working here. She wants to be a village lady. Miss Dong. Well, I think the <laughs> long this, hair. Yeah, yeah, whole process is what you've experienced in your home country, the United States, right? Mm. Do you see any similarities there between the two countries when it comes to, you know, going back to villages? No, uh, mm. I don't see any similarities. In the States, there aren't a lot of uh, centralized government programs that are mm. putting a lot of investment in rural infrastructure, mm. unfortunately. Um, but actually, I have recently read a couple articles about something that is, to me, I think the most similar to what we're seeing here in China, mm. um, where there is a government program, and it, they are investing in this program, where uh, they're finding farms, mm. right, that are having trouble selling their goods, and they're giving those goods from the farm a direct route to local schools. Right. And so that gives this farm, you know, a reliable income because the schools and the local government are now their, their customers. Mm. And then it also gives the students 
fresh food, yeah. right? Which is mm -hmm. kind of rare in a lot of American schools. Like a lot of American schools don't don't necessarily mm -hmm. use the freshest ingredients. Maybe it's pre-made food, mm. stuff like that. I noticed mm -hmm. that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so so it's 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 a win-win. Um, because mm -hmm. these farms are struggling, right? These farmers yeah. are struggling because they're small businesses. They're not Monsanto. They're not these mm. huge right. international farm corporations, right? Or agricultural corporations. Just little little local farms, right? Mm. Which need help. And so I think it's really important and great that the central government or the local government is investing in these programs, helping these farmers, mm. and then at the same time um, offering cheap fresh food to the schools. But on the other hand, do you think it's the government interferes too much? Because, you know, people are saying it's free market. You don't have to, you know. Um... No, I don't. Um, you can only let the market be free to a certain extent. Mm. Like, I'm not a free marketist. I think it's important that government exists and helps money get into the right people's hands. Mm. And, you know, that's a controversial issue, mm. obviously. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Authorities are calling on young graduates to go to rural areas for work. How may such calls be more persuasive to young people? Yesterday, I saw some young girls coming here. They started their small businesses here at this village. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Um, but at the same time, it's it's also, a, I mean, it's a decision that if you make this decision, it's not for money, right? Mm -hmm. Because so far, at least, if your only intent is to do business, right, and make as much money as you can, then it's, it's not the best decision. Mm -hmm. But if you value other things, right, right. if you don't only value money, mm -hmm. then I definitely recommend doing something mm -hmm. like that. Because sure, you, you can make a little money, enough to live, like nobody's trying to get rich. But they also do social media. Right, you know, it, right? it gives you a chance to do social media, right? You can enjoy a, a, a unique environment, different mm -hmm. from the city. Yeah, and I think, you know, me being here doing this and, you know, all of my students at the university know that mm -hmm. I'm doing this, I think it probably does have mm -hmm. an influence on them. Yeah, we're, give, we're actually giving them, like, a good ex example. A good example, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, oh, you can do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go to the countryside, you can start a business, whatever you want, right? You can be creative, right? You can do social media. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get a really good lifestyle, yeah. you know? Make money and enjoy your life. Yeah. yeah. And I noticed that time. many in internet influencers started to coming into rural areas and sharing various videos on Chinese social media. And perhaps that's one of the reasons what, that drive them there, right? Mm -hmm. Has Cho Zhong um, given any thought of, about this, you know, the, the government's policies? How can they be more persuasive to, to the young people in the country from your own experience? Mm. Um, <laughs> funny. <laughs> Come up with very, more incent very incentives, real. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, incentives. Subsidies. Practical. Chiu Tong, you graduated from a university in Sichuan, Chengdu, right? Yes. It's a big city. And you chose to work here, start your business here in this small village. What policies can help those students graduated in like famous universities in big cities choose to you know, study or work and live in small villages? What policies can like act as incentives? Yeah, oh, money, funds, money. funds with more funds, yeah. capital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At least like some, you know, give them like a, a start. You know? Yeah. What about course. human capital? Like uh, talents? 
We need, need more human resources, right? Yeah. Especially if, if they came just um, blindly trying to imitate mm -hmm. what you are doing here, probably they won't succeed. No, they don't. You shouldn't imitate, but mm -hmm. you, you see that, that it's possible and, and, and you, you have to be creative yourself as well. Mm -hmm. But I think to persuade or you know, stimulate young people to go to the countryside and start a business, mm -hmm. I think is a very difficult thing to do. And if you don't have subsidies, if you don't have mm -hmm. funds or, or, or money uh, to, mm -hmm. to persuade them, nobody's going to do it. And that's, that's what part of this is all about, though. Like mm -hmm. what, what we have here in, in Naishinan, we have, you know, nine, we have nine or ten or, or, or even more now mm -hmm. uh, new businesses here. These businesses, including us, we were all subsidized by the government, mm -hmm. right? So we participated in this project with government subsidy, right? And if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't be here as well, mm -hmm. right? But what about red tapes you've ever encountered? Mm. Any limits or restrictions that you feel, well, if they can be dropped or scratched, scrapped, oh. I mean. No, I mean, we were invited here. We right. were given a lot of support. You know, whenever we had problems, you know, we would solve it. And so limitations, I, no, I don't feel limited. I feel like we're, we're free to be creative. We're free to be here and, and do what we think is best. Mm -hmm. um, but we were given this opportunity. Uh, you know, we weren't like, oh, I want to open a restaurant and I, and I know the best place to do it is in Naishina. No, mm -hmm. we were invited to come here and there was a policy, right? Mm -hmm. There were there was subsidies, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's an important part mm -hmm. of stimulating young people to go back mm -hmm. to the countryside. What about the sustainable growth of your business? I mean, is there any policy that can help young people to not just come here, but really stay here? can retain these young talents. Yeah. Like what Jin Dezhen did. They offer like an area for those mm. students who just... Accommodations? Yeah, mm -hmm. or graduated. And Incubation center? Yeah. Like that. They gave yeah. them a place, gave them a place to, to start. start a small business. Yeah, a small mm -hmm. business. Oh, and so yeah, that would happen here in the countryside too. And that's what happened here for us. Mm -hmm. Like, right. I, get, I offer you a place, you come here, you bring your talent. Like right. you said something about human mm -hmm. resources, right? Mm -hmm. The resources that we want coming to the countryside are these young college graduates, right? right? Mm -hmm. They're the human talent. But how do we get that talent here, mm -hmm. right? And so as a university graduate, why in your right mind would you go to the countryside yeah. and start a business rather than go to a place where you know there's a strong, thriving economy, mm -hmm. right? If you were a local government official, mm -hmm. what kind of policy would you introduce? Well, I mean, it depends on on what your local specialty is. Um, Just take this... Um, who your audience is. Right? For instance, here in Nanjinan or in other villages of Huangshan. Yeah, I mean, let's see here. So here in Nanjinan, we're in Huangshan. It's a tourist destination. We have Huangshan University, right? I think that Nanjinan needs more than what we have now, mm -hmm. right? And we do in need to continue to attract uh, more young people right. to do interesting things here. like. It can be anything. It can be artistic, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, Huangshan Shuyan, we have, we have an art, uh, a department of the arts, right? Mm -hmm. You could totally, you know, offer a space where young artists can come and practice, mm -hmm. right? They can live in this peaceful environment. They can be inspired by nature, right? They can be inspired by the locals, right? And they can, they can create, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that naturally is an attraction, right, mm -hmm. that tourists would be interested in, right? And then these young graduates could sell their pieces, mm -hmm. right? And it just creates a platform, right? Mm -hmm. right. 
And so I think, you know, that could be part of what we do here. Mm -hmm. um, that could be something that if I were a local official yeah, that I could mm. consider, right? Tell us your, your future plan. Our future plan. Yeah. It's like a must-answer <laughs> question. Plan? Make more With a pizza. pizzeria. <laughs> make more pizza. Make, open another few pizzerias. Yeah, I like mean, in China. I understand you got this challenge of, of making 100 types of uh, pizzas. Yeah, something oh, yes. like uh, oh, yes, right. make 100 types of pizza. Right. So, yeah, one halfway day we'll through make... Halfway Well, no, no, not halfway through. It's a slow process. Like I said, we're, you know, we're busy operating the business. And so, until recently, we don't really have a lot of time mm -hmm. to slow down and do other things. Um... But yeah, you know, we would like to continue to participate in countryside projects. We think, we feel that Zhuonexiaoshitang is a wonderful addition to, you know, the countryside. Indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it just is suited to the mm. countryside. And it's, mm. I feel like we're not suited to the city scene. Like what we do is very kind of countryside style. Mm. And so, you know, Nanxinan is really wonderful. But there are many wonderful villages around Huangshan. And it would be cool if we could not only promote Nanxinan, mm. but we could continue to promote mm. other, other local village. villages in Huangshan as well. Right. Yeah. Another, like a more ambitious plan to extend it across the country. <laughs> <laughs> step by step. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. Adrian's food chain. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That could be nice. And wow. I remember when, when we talked about uh, your home state, Arizona, that day, you, you told me you're Chinese. That surprised me a little bit. Um, why would you say that? Did you say it out of politeness? Because we are Chinese. <laughs> what did I say? I said I was Chinese? Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. I heard that yeah. also. I mean, I'm Chinese in my heart. He is. He is. <laughs> right. He's very Chinese uh -huh. in so many ways. <laughs> um, your plan as a Chinese. Uh -huh. Your future plan. <laughs> my future plan. That's I mean, quite a Chinese. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, I've spent my entire adult life here in China. Mm. Um, mm. And so... So yeah, I, I do feel like I, <laughs> I'm Chinese, uh, but I'm a global citizen. I think that's important, uh, that we should all try to be global citizens, that mm -hmm. we should all be open-minded mm -hmm. to different people and different mm -hmm. cultures and yes. different cuisines yes. and different languages and different customs, right? Mm -hmm. And that we should actively sit down and meet with people who come from different backgrounds and different beliefs and take the time to talk and communicate and share food, right? Mm. Um, and so mm. I think that's, you know, kind of what Zhuonexiao Shitang also is a representation of. Yeah. It's just how cultures can clash mm. and then how cultures can come together and become one. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of who I am, right? Mm. Because I'm American, but my father's French. <laughs> and, you know, I grew up in kind of a European <laughs> culture family in America. And now I'm very Chinese. And so it's just all of these cultures coming together that make me me, right? And that's my identity. And I feel like uh, I like to share that with the people around me. And um, I definitely think that's an extremely part of being a citizen of the world. Well, that's some beautiful remarks. What we need is a, like a melting pot and some... A melting pot. Right. A melting pot. An extra question about um, China-U.S. relations. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit far from your pizzeria. But as an American living in China... Have you met any, you know, difficult times when, you know, the bilateral relations encountered some problems? Difficult times, no. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, luckily I have dual citizenship, so mm -hmm. I can freely say I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
and sometimes that goes off more smoothly. Um, but no, no. In general, like... They're all very friendly. Yeah, people, people are very friendly yeah. and warm. You know, to be honest, like, the general public still holds America in a relatively positive light. Mm. Not 100% positive. Obviously, there are problems as well. But people like America. They like American culture. And to be honest, like, you know, we don't put the geopolitical situation and difference in political ideologies mm. on the individual level. Right. No, like, ordinary. People are individuals, mm. right? Mm. And, and so we, we shouldn't put all of that onto an individual. Right. right. Yes. And in China, we have uh, perhaps people, ordinary people don't care whether you're American right. or not, right. whether you're from the United States or France or Germany. All these foreigners have a universal name here, which is Lao Wai. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But also on another note is that, you know, I have been in China for many years and I have tried very hard to learn the language and understand the culture. And so I live in China and I communicate with Chinese people in, in fluent Chinese. And they ask me where I'm from. I say I'm, I'm American. But yeah, sure, I'm from America, but I have the ability to communicate with you on the same level. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this... Uh, I mean, that's important. Like if, if I were just somebody who mm -hmm. who had no understanding of Chinese mm -hmm. language and Chinese culture and I was just kind of living on the outside, mm -hmm. um, then that's different. That's not something that's that demands respect of any mm -hmm. kind. Right. But when when you have spent so many years immersing yourself mm -hmm. into the culture and the language mm -hmm. and understanding the people, um, I think it makes a difference. Right. Mm -hmm. Communication is very yeah. important. Yeah. And luckily, we see some silver lining. Um, in bilateral relations, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a big step. Yeah. It's a big uh -huh. step that uh, President Xi has mm -hmm. traveled across the big pond, and he's visiting with uh, the American president. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a it's a good sign. Yeah, it's a good that's sign. a good sign. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Not only for bilateral relations, geopolitically, mm -hmm. but also for people to people exchanges. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter what country you mm. come from, like what nationality you are. Mm. I mean, people can communicate eye to eye. Mm. And, and even if you have different opinions about certain things, mm. it doesn't really matter that much. Like, mm. we shouldn't put so much importance on that kind of stuff. And we should just try to find common ground, right? Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy each other's company, right? Mm. Enjoy the food that we can share with each other, right. like your pizza. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, we've come to the end of today's chat. All the best with your uh, pizzeria and life in China. Thank you. Many thanks to Adrian Braille and Chiu Tong for sharing your unique experiences with our listeners. And thanks to my colleague Guo Yan for co-hosting the show with me. It's the Thank last you. episode of our special series, My Expat Life in Rural China. If you have any comments on the show or the special series, email radio at cgtn.com. The show is available on all major podcast platforms. I'm Tuyin. Thank you for being with us. Join me for more chat next week. Can't wait to have a bite. Can we have it now? Let's Can't try. Wait. Here. Go first. Bye. Bye. Sorry. Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world.